actually understanding that some of these symptoms are not normal. They may be common and many women experience them, like the whole peeing when you jump, run, laugh, sneeze, Mm -hmm. cough, all of that stuff. It's super common and you'll talk to your friends and everyone will be like, oh yeah, I do that too, but it's not normal and there are ways to fix it. Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama in 30, where we are all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health, infertility, mom guilt, and the craziness that comes with raising a family. Get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's work to embrace the messy together. Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. Um, Today's topic is certainly one that we tend to avoid, which is, of course, why we're going to talk about it, because why wouldn't we? Um, And that topic is everything about your pelvic floor. The one topic we all want to discuss. Um, So if you've looked at any of our Fit Mom in 30 courses, you'll notice that we have several courses for prenatal and postpartum. And Honestly, the focus of both of those programs is to help you with not only your core and breathing, but your pelvic floor, not only preparing it for labor, but helping it recover after delivery, because it is so important. And it's something that, especially as females, we don't focus on, um, which we're going to talk about why today. Um, But today we are talking with Taylor Swint, not Swift. This Taylor is way cooler and way more knowledgeable about your pelvic floor. Um, But Taylor's not only um, a DPT, so doctor of physical therapy, but she's also a pelvic health PT. So welcome, Taylor. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. We talk about pelvic floor all the time, and who better to talk about it with us than you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So first, if you don't mind, um, just go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, um, and why you chose to become a pelvic health PT. Yeah. So I am originally from Toledo, Ohio, and I went to undergrad at Ohio State and then University of Cincinnati for physical therapy school. And of course, I met a boy and decided to stay here. <laughs> so yep. I am now engaged to my oh, congrats. Kyle. Thank you. Um, trying to plan a wedding for next year. So <laughs> it's been fun. Definitely next year, yes. huh? <laughs> yes. We pushed it way out thinking everything would be good, but I'm still, still a little nervous. Here we are. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's been super supportive of everything that I've gone through in my life because I've had a lot of crazy stuff happen in the last year with COVID, but it's been awesome. Um, and then let's see. We currently are getting a puppy in January. So that'll be a fun adventure for our family. (laughs) What kind of puppy? I have to ask. It's a mini golden doodle. Oh my gosh. The best. (laughs) I feel like the most basic person getting that, but I was like, I need one that doesn't shed. And I don't know. I've just always loved golden doodles. So, and they're so cute. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I basically how I became a pelvic health PT was I started off 
working in just ortho musculoskeletal stuff. And I've always had a knack for working with athletes and just more active people. Um, and so I started doing that and then realized that a lot of women were having trouble getting back into like their sport, whether it's CrossFit or even group fitness, running, anything like that postpartum. Like there's all this help for, for women just going back to normal daily activities. But when you start getting into higher intensity stuff, it seems like they were just kind of left to their own trying to figure it out, but no one was really there to help them through it. And then I started learning a little bit more about it and realizing that there were tons of women who were having issues during higher intensity activities like that, that hadn't even had kids. So that was amazing to me. And then I also realized that I have some pelvic floor dysfunctions and never even thought anything of it because no one had ever talked about it. So basically the more I learned, the more I loved and realized that this is exactly where I need to be and just kind of dove into it. Which I love that you, that it is so true. Like I know, especially because Bailey and I are, are pre and postnatal specialists, we talk about it a lot around labor and delivery, but the, the, the pelvic floor is, you know, there's, there's a lot to it. And it's again, like you just said, it's not just because of kids. There's so many things it's, it we'll get into this, but it's just one of those areas where it's like, no one really tells you that there are, you know, just like when you tear your rotator cuff or ACL, there's like these intensive protocols and stuff you go through. Um, or even if you don't tear it, if it's just an injury, you sprain your ankle, you go to PT, but no one really talks about what you do when something's going on in your pelvic floor. It's like this taboo topic. No one really wants to talk about. Yes, exactly. It's, it's so frustrating. And so I think a huge piece of it is just building awareness and saying like, Hey, this is a real issue that so many women and men deal with and we need to find some help for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, a building off of that. So what, um, I'm, I'm sure people know again around like pre and postnatal people have an idea. They have an idea of what you do, but as a pelvic health specialist, what exactly do you do and what types of things do you, what types of conditions do you treat? Yeah. So basically the pelvic floor, like you said, they're, they're muscles just like any other in the body. So my initial examination looks very similar to any other orthopedic examination that I would do. When someone comes in, um, whether it's with a specific pelvic floor issue or any other body part that's bothering them, I'm going to do a full body functional movement assessment to get an idea of their strength, coordination, mobility, stuff like that. And then depending on what I find with that, I will possibly do an internal pelvic floor assessment if they're having specific symptoms with their pelvic floor with movement, we can do different things like see what's happening with their pelvic floor while they're doing a movement, say it's a squat or some sort of jump, jumping jacks are a big one. Um, I make sure I look at all those functional activities that they're actually having trouble with, not just doing simple muscle tests on the floor. So if I end up going and doing an internal pelvic exam, 
I usually will wait until the second or third visit for that, just because I think it's super important for them to feel comfortable around me. And your first time in, it's going to be, it's not, (laughs) it's a lot. There's a lot going on and it's tough and no one wants to just like drop their pants. Some, some postpartum moms are like, oh, this is no big deal. I've done this. Yeah, this is nothing. Yeah. I've, you know. I was just going to say, after, after two kids, it's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What do you need? Yes, I love that. But I always like to make sure everyone feels comfortable. Um, and the pelvic exam is super simple and basic compared to anything you've had with your OB or gynecologist, just because I don't use a speculum or anything. All I'll do is insert a finger into the vagina and assess the muscle quality and tissue quality around the area. And it's pretty quick and simple. And yeah. Yeah. And so then um, I do a lot of education with my pelvic floor clients. So That's something that I would say sets it apart a little bit from musculoskeletal stuff where we spend a lot of time just talking about bathroom habits and eating, drinking habits, um, sexual habits, different things like that, where maybe we can make a huge change by just having someone go to the bathroom a little bit differently or stop drinking so much coffee or something like that, where um, just getting the full picture of basically their whole daily life and how that contributes to their pelvic floor is super important. So that ends up taking a lot of the first session for sure. That's amazing that you go into that yeah. much detail because like you, there's, there's so many things you don't think about. Like, you know, you walk in thinking there's going to be a, you know, there's something drastically wrong with you. And like you said, it could be a very simple solution of just, you're just doing it just like we talk about with improper breathing. If you can just fix that one thing, it could change or neutral alignment. I mean, that, which is obviously huge in what you do too. It's we'll see people who have like certain pain. It's like, well, that's because you know, you're, you're throwing your body out of neutral alignment a hundred times a day. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So that's one thing. The breathing and the alignment stuff is something I will do with every client essentially on day one, as we focus so much on that, like, let's figure out how to get into a good position. And then let's figure out how to breathe in that position. Because most of the time, people aren't doing that right. So yeah. Makes sense. Totally. So how does someone know when they should visit or see a pelvic floor physical therapist? Do they need to ask their doctor for a referral? Is it just something they can call and make an appointment? I feel like, you know, the types of things um, you treat are conditions and pains that people tend to push off. You know, a lot of times, and Carrie and I talk about this a lot, that, you know, moms will laugh kind of about like jumping on a trampoline and peeing a little bit. And they kind of just push that off because they think it's normal. So what, you know, how does someone know when to visit you and and how do they go about doing that? Yeah. So I would say, um, basically understanding that some of these symptoms are not normal. They may be common and many women experience them, like the whole peeing when you jump, run, laugh, sneeze, Mm -hmm. cough, all of that stuff. It's super common and you'll talk to your friends and everyone will be like, oh yeah, I do that too. But it's not normal and there are ways to fix it. So 
understanding that I think is a huge piece. And then um, you actually don't need a physician referral to see a physical therapist in Ohio, which is awesome. So you can just sign yourself up for a visit. Um, Anyone is welcome to reach out to me after this or um, sign up through our website or anything like that. But yeah, it's really getting in the door, I think, is the hardest part, like taking that action to schedule an appointment and just do it. It's kind of uncomfortable to talk about. And I think we kind of touched on that where this is sort of a taboo subject. And I think a lot of women get nervous about it. So that can sometimes hold people back from going to see a doctor about it. And they're not really sure what what's going to be done. So I think I did a pretty good job of explaining that before how the first visit will go. It's pretty simple, just like any Mm -hmm. other injury. But yeah, Mm -hmm. we, I mean, we can treat so many different things like pelvic pain, stress, urinary incontinence, urge urinary incontinence, and then pain associated with any sort of other condition. I think that's a lot of thing. A lot of times women don't realize is like endometriosis or PCOS, those sorts of things. You, you get a lot of pelvic pain and different issues down there and a pelvic Mm -hmm. PT can help with that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I find it so interesting and, and you talked a little bit about this, but I think that it goes back to education, right? Because so many women do you know, feel embarrassed to talk about this, or it is kind of a taboo subject. But a lot of the women, especially in our case, are postnatal, right? And you've been to the doctor and you've had babies and everyone's kind of, you know, been up there and seen that part of you. And so it's kind of goes back to education and then, you know, making women more comfortable talking about this subject. Yes, definitely. So I don't think doctors do a great job of pushing pelvic PT. Some do, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Some of them just kind of send women on their way and say, go try some Kegels and see what happens. Mm -hmm. But most of the time people don't even know how to do a Kegel or (laughs) it's just, they just kind of ignore it and they're like, well, I must be okay. So what? Yeah. And like, I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's common, not normal. And I think that's, I honestly, to me, like, it's definitely like I, I, we just talked about, it's definitely seen as a taboo talking probably because people don't like to talk about sexual health. They don't like to talk about any yeah. of their sexual organs, like, but the pelvic floor does, there's a lot more to it than, you know, than a sexual organ. I think mm-hmm. that's when people mm-hmm. start seeing like, this is a massive area of muscle that does so much for you. And I think when people start understanding that, but even postpartum, like you said, I don't, you know, I, I mean, we met at, um, I met Taylor when I was doing a workout class and some, one of my other friends who was there, she literally stopped the class and went and came back and said, Oh, I had to change my pants because of peeing and laughing about it. I was like, that's not like you said, yeah. that's not normal. It might be common. And a lot of moms say that, but I, I almost think that's another reason why we don't talk about it is because people are like, everyone does this. You have babies and you just uh-huh. pee your pants. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> It's kind of, it's kind of looked at as this is just what happens and I just go with it. And that's kind of the sacrifice I, you know, make for having children is kind of the vibe I get from a lot of people. Yeah. And it's, it's so sad because there, there are ways to fix that. And I know that's not 
fun having to leave a workout class and go change your underwear or having to wear a pad around all the time. Nobody wants to do that. Um, it can, I mean, you don't want to go through a million pairs of underwear in a day or every time you <laughs> sneeze or cough, like run to the bathroom because you're nervous. You don't know what's going to happen. So yeah, I think mm -hmm. it's super important. Anyone who experiences any of those symptoms should contact a pelvic PT for sure. Um, and then there are ways to prevent that stuff from happening too. So I always like to mention that coming to see a pelvic health PT while you're pregnant, before you even have kids, figure out how to, how your muscles function first, because obviously they're going to go through some trauma during delivery. And if we get a baseline before you do all of that, you're going to bounce back a little quicker than if you just come after because your body can mm -hmm. remember, oh, this is how we did things. This is how I'm supposed to contract my muscles, relax my muscles, all of that. And then definitely postpartum, I always recommend coming to see a PT just to make sure all of your core muscles are kicking in, working together. And that way you can prevent a lot of these issues from happening later on. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you say that like, I, I feel like everyone should probably see a pelvic floor physical therapist, even if you aren't necessarily having like symptoms, but just because of that reason for the education and just the easing into postpartum life, especially for moms. Yes, yes I totally agree. I think it, I try to bring it up with just about every client of mine because, because there's so many things that it comes into play with the breathing and that relates to even like shoulder pain, neck pain, um, anything, even like sometimes wrist stuff or knee and ankle foot pain and stuff. So there are so many different things that all come back to the way your core works and the pelvic floor is part of your core. And yeah, it can, it can really help if you just kind of tune your brain into it and figure out how everything is supposed to function, build that whole foundation. It will save you a lot of trouble later on. Okay. And then our final question is what advice do you have for moms specifically who are, you know, really maybe uncomfortable going to see a pelvic floor specialist just because of some of the topics that we discussed earlier? How would you, you know, get them to feel a little bit more comfortable and just some advice that you have? Yeah. I would say do some research. Don't just go to whoever is in network for you or whoever your doctor sends you to right away because this is, there's a lot of emotions tied to your pelvic floor and that whole area in general. And especially as you get talking to your therapist, there's going to be a lot of things brought up that you want to make sure you feel comfortable. So I would do research and just look up about who you're going to go see and see if there's anything in common and make sure it's a good fit for you. Maybe do a phone consultation or just call the office, see if you can talk to the physical therapist ahead of time. I think that's super helpful because you don't want to just walk in and have no idea what's, what's about to happen. Um, and I think a lot of people don't even know that you're able to do that. So that's mm -hmm. a big, a big thing. Um, yeah. just making sure that you feel comfortable with that person. 
That's great. Yeah, I think research, education is huge. And then I'm just genuinely curious, like, is there something that you see a lot of women do throughout their daily life that impacts their pelvic floor that if you say, you know, if you just did this, I know everyone's individualized, but just a common thing that you see people do that impacts their pelvic floor that if they did something different, it could make maybe a difference. Yeah. So moms and moms in particular seem to love to tuck their butts under. Okay. (laughs) There's a time and a place for that, but, but you don't want to do that all day long. And even, so it starts in pregnancy, even just imagine having a big beach ball on your belly and how, how your posture is going to change related to that. So your rib cage kind of shifts back, your butt sort of tucks under, pelvis tucks under. Immediately that tightens up your pelvic floor muscles and they can't work properly. And then your breathing starts changing and everything else. It's mm-hmm. all, it all goes back to that whole alignment thing. But um, I think it all starts during pregnancy. And then once you've got that newborn, you, it's so funny. Every time you hand someone a baby, they fall into that exact same position where they just like lean back and shove their hips forward, tuck their butt under. And yeah. If you're just doing that over and over and over, it's really going to affect your pelvic floor tension and you're probably going to pee a lot more than the <laughs> more than you need to. So interesting. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to like keep an eye on that. Like every time you pass a baby, like what people do. Yeah. <laughs> All of those things. That's so interesting. Yeah. Well, Taylor, this has been so interesting. I think you've, you know, answered and just given some great advice for women about, you know, things to look out for, how they might be able to, you know, contact a physical therapist about this, you know, even if you aren't having issues, you know, seeing someone to, you know, just educate yourself and make sure that the body is working kind of all together. Um, So I just think this has been super helpful um, and super interesting. So where can mamas find you at? Like, do you have a website, Instagram account? Where can we find you? Yes. So I work with Foreman Function Movement Lab. um, And you can find us on Instagram at FF Movement Lab. And then we're also on Facebook. And my personal Instagram is at T.A. Swint. And I'm trying to be better about posting on there. It's hard because I also (laughs) post on the business account. So it's kind of a hot mess, but I will get better. I know how that I know how that is. (laughs) (laughs) We know all about that. (laughs) But I'm trying to be better at that. And then our website um, is ffmovementlab.com, I think. (laughs) Sorry. Movement lab. Oh, no, it's okay. I know it's hard sometimes when you're on the spot, like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I will put all that information in our show notes too. So just in case if you're listening to this and driving, um, then you'll, you'll have all of that information. Yeah, definitely. Well, Taylor, thank you again so much for 
coming on. And like I said, just giving us this wealth of information. So if you are in the Cincinnati area and are looking for someone, you can find Taylor at FF Movement Lab. Um, You can also find her Instagram at T.A. Swint. And then I'll also link her website below or their website too. And if you're feeling really nice and you love this episode, please, please, please give us that little five-star review. We will love you forever. That just helps other mamas find our podcast and find information so that they can try to embrace the messy in their lives. And that's all we have for you. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, mamas.